Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? Welcome along, this is a special episode uh, of Top Flight Time Machine. We are coming to you almost live from um, backstage in the Stand Comedy Club in the mighty city of Glasgow. We are on our uh, inaugural Top Flight Time Machine live tour. Mm. This is day three. Uh, we're still speaking to each other, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Travelling, obviously, in separate trains and staying in separate hotels. But coming together... On stage. On stage and nowhere else. We have naps at the same time, don't we? The naps has been one of the highlights of this tour. <laughs> the naps has been the Nap most time. important part of it, I think. Yeah, I feel that I've been napping better than you. Yeah, I've been struggling with... with You've been struggling with naps, uh, but I've been fucking really... You're out like a light, I've, you? I've had some great naps on this tour, right. and they're really important. I learned that from, as I've said in the past, I follow, I like to follow um, Mick Jagger on Instagram. Right, and does he, he not? He catalogues his, like, touring adventures. Yeah. What he gets up to in the day sometimes, because what he likes to do is he likes to get up and go sightseeing. He likes to go for a stroll around whatever city he's in. Yeah. Before doing his does, show. Does he just evening. do that, you know, as Mick Jagger? I, I don't know if he goes his bodyguards or what. Does he wear I, I would imagine. I would imagine he probably has security detail who stand back and pose as like normal civilians, yeah. but are ready to pounce. One of them will take the photograph of him on Instagram, and, and they they'll just all retreat so they're just out of shot. Yeah, yeah. Really I, I, want to, I want you all to back off. Yeah. When I I want a photo on this. Make it look like I'm a civilian. I want to. I'm going to stand on this bridge and look at that cathedral. <laughs> And I want it to look as if I'm on my own. <laughs> All right, boss, yeah. Stand just like yesterday then, boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just like yeah. yesterday. Now, remind me where we are. Is it Helsinki? <laughs> it's, it's Belarus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, ju- I've learned a lot for this tour from just studying the behaviour of Mick Jagger. Is that what you've been doing then, going around... Um, wandering around no he but he's very organised in terms of well like look at all the logistics I've done what about earlier when I went we were in Manchester I went to the Boots Mm. didn't I and I got some throat sweets for us because our voices people might be able to hear we've been performing and singing so hard on these tours that our voices have started to go haven't they we're amateurs you say logistics you did go to that Boots but we almost missed the train nah we were fine well it turned out the platform was fucking half a mile away from where we were well, the train adventures we've had have been great because it's not true that we've uh, travelled on separate trains. We, in fact, have gone on two private trains. Now, it was my understanding that the only person who gets to travel on a private train in this country was the Queen. Yeah. Right? She's got her own Royal Queen train, mm-hmm. right? But now, add to that list, Top Flight Time Machine. 
because thanks to a canto, I, I don't think we should name fully. I don't think we should name him just in case. But we can say his Christian name, right? Uh, well, let's just call him um, Steve. Steve, all right. So thanks to canto Steve, he has sorted us out our own first class train travel, yeah. right? And on the first leg of the journey from Sunderland to Manchester on Saturday morning, Steve, the canter, was actually driving the train that yeah. we were on. He he changed his shift pattern yeah. in order to be, uh, I, I think it was an honour and a pleasure for him. Yes. As much as anything, but he, he, he wanted to ferry us on the railways to I, our next I've show. never felt more special. And that's saying something because true, I yeah. felt special lots of times in my life. Well, you feel special regularly, don't you? I, I do feel, yeah, and people often do things. People come to you and say, Sam, you look particularly special today. You think, well, yes, I am. Yeah, I mean, in Manchester last night, an old man recognised me off of RT. Really? <laughs> yeah, when I was leaving the pub. <laughs> I was already what? buzzing from Great Show, and this old geezer comes up and goes, I know you. News free. I know you, I know you. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure you do, mate. I'm very famous. And he went, now, where are you? I know you're from. No, don't go. And I was trying to go, and he, was holding, <laughs> he held on to me. I fucking know you. And I'm thinking, oh, where's this fucking going? And then he went, that's it. RT, fucking hilarious. Oh. And I thought, the rested there satirical news show. There he is, the viewer. Sam Delaney's news <laughs> thing. I couldn't believe it. So, um, that, so I felt special then, but nothing made me feel more special than arriving at Manchester Piccadilly Station and finding, no, no, no it's uh, Newcastle. Sorry, wasn't it? Oh, Newcastle. Newcastle Station to find Cunter Steve yeah. sitting there standing by the cockpit of the train and just waiting for us as if it was just a train that we could just pick up. Yeah, it was like a, a train taxi almost, was it? A train limousine. He saw us through like... our first class carriage, which is the best first class train carriage I've been on yeah. in civilian life. I did once go to Venice on the Orient Express. Did you? Which was For better. a professional engagement? No, that was, for our in that was for our anniversary. Okay. But... You know, I mean, in day to day, no, this is normal travel. That yeah, is that, that is supposed to be exceptional. Yeah. It was yeah. an amazing carriage. We were uh, looked after by a lovely hostess. We were, I mean, we said to Steve, Steve, can we come into the cockpit? Yeah. Can we drive the train? And of course, he said, yeah. No, he didn't. He said, no, that would be more. That than the was. Job I was, as you know, I was so excited. And I was convinced that he was going to let us at least come in the cockpit, if not yeah. handle the train. But apparently there's a lot of rules it's, around that. Health and safety, that's, that's said. still wrangling with me now. It I'm gutted. It wouldn't have hurt for just open the door and let us stick our heads in for a minute. Is there any way that you can pay for like a day? Most things nowadays you can pay for experiences, can't you? Yeah. And I'm, I would pay. If anyone knows stick, if there's a way that I can, I can sit, stand up the front of a train in a cockpit yeah. and just even if I don't drive it, sit next to the driver, I'd love to do yeah. that. I go on lots of them. Um, I love day trips on steam railways. Do you? Oh, I, increasingly, yeah. I used to hate them when I was a kid. When oh, I was dragged on them, but now, it's one of my now that I'm a dad, I'll go on. It's there. something I'd do for my birthday. But my kids won't do it. They won't have anything to do with really? it. Really? Yeah, sort of my thing. kids aren't that into it. I fucking love it. If anyone's got any good recommendations for good steam train days out, then they'd be welcome. We'd, we've had a good time. Sunderland was interesting for me personally. I had yeah, a, you, I had a good look around lost, your city. Even though. The distance between your hotel and the venue was, let's say, 250 feet. It was 30 second walk. Yeah, you got lost and ended up on the opposite end of Sunderland. the city. Yeah, well, yeah, there's stupidly, there's two, there's two venues in the city with the same name. 
So I Googled it, just the name. I went on Google Maps and it took me to the wrong fucking one. Yeah. Now I walked over to the wrong one, Pop Rec in uh, Sunderland. I go in, one of the guys who's uh, one of the operatives there. Operatives. Right, yeah. Mike. One of the team leaders. He was there and he said, you're in the wrong place. He was very nice and welcoming. He said, unfortunately, lovely, Mike, yeah. unfortunately, you're in the wrong place, mate. Yeah. And I go, oh, that's a shame. And he goes, I said, oh, I'll have to walk back then. I'll be late for Andy now. And he went, yeah, well, never mind. I'll, you know, see you later, mate. I went, all right. <laughs> so then I walked back. I didn't mind because I got to see a bit of your hometown. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of it was I was impressed by. Oh, you saw the Civic Centre? I, I saw the Civic Centre. I saw the Bereavement Centre, which was huge. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the bereavement centre. You've told me about it. I'm not really. You know, it's, it's that huge compound, the yeah. concrete compound. Did you the, the civic centre? Yeah. yeah. If you look at it from above, it's like two octagons. Yeah, it's. I don't know when it was built. I'm guessing it? the early seven, early early eighties or late seventies. Oh, seventies. It's proper seventies. Yeah. yeah. I cut through it. Right. It looked like I've never been a skateboarder, but it looked like the sort of place. If you're into skateboarding, parkour, or BMXing, yeah, it would be like dreamland. For that. I for think you. there's a shoot on site policy, so you don't see that. Right. So I enjoyed that. I walked past things. the Winter Gardens. Yeah. Um, I'm visualising your route here. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I popped I popped my head in the door of a couple of little cafes and stuff. I had a couple of little encounters. When I got to the other Pop Rip Records, which was frustratingly right opposite my hotel, so it was a, a huge amount of wasted time, I walk in to see you, but the other cunt I see is Mike. <laughs> the bloke who I've just seen at the other venue. Did you think, I go to this him, cunt's got a twin? What's I go, going on here? I said, all right. He went, hi, really casual. I went, yeah. how did you beat me to it? He goes, I drove. I could not fucking believe it. In his defence, I don't think it. I don't think it purposely power played me or mummed me off. I think it actually hadn't connected in his mind that I had to walk somewhere. Yeah. And he was going. Somewhere to, he was going. To, he was going to the exact really same destination, but yeah. in a vehicle. Well, you know, mistakes get made. Confusion happens. Mm, but anyway, he might not be insured for a Mike summer. and Frankie and um, Dave and the operatives in Sunderland made us feel very welcome. Yeah. And I enjoyed myself a lot. And the crowd were great. Yeah, I we, we, we weren't so great at first, but we grew into it. We fucked it up a bit to begin with. The second, first show wasn't that good. Second show was really good. And then when we got to Manchester, some ghosts nicked our clipboards as well. Yeah, there was a clipboard incident, and the clipboards had already been controversial because you were sort of you've not been a fan of me getting the clipboards no, in the first that's place. That's true because I said it'd be too much to carry. Um, but I got round that because I put them in your bag. Yeah, you said, it's all right, I'll carry them. And uh-huh. to this point, you have not carried them at any stage <laughs> on this tour. They're still in my bag. I'll, but, take, um, I'll take them back to London with me, mate. Oh, well, you can't even fucking pay for them. Jalapeño. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. So that was Sunderland. Oh, you, you had a... Um, there was a situation a little, in Sunderland. Yeah, you needed to, to... What did you need to get at the shop? Uh, milk. I needed to get some fresh milk because <clears throat> I was staying in a travel lodge, which was okay. It had tea making facilities, as you would expect, but you know, obviously with little capsules of UHT milk, which I'm not that snippy about. But if I can get fresh milk, a pint, one pinter, yeah, of skimmed or semi-skimmed, then I'm happier. It's a treat in the morning. But you were going to buy this milk the night before you were going to use it. Would the room temperature have not? What I did was I put it on the windowsill. That was my plan. So I thought mean, it was uh, chilly enough in Sunderland. I, I, I know where you're coming from because when I stay in travel lodges in London, yeah. as I regularly do, and if it's uh, autumn or winter, yeah. uh, I'll put my cans into a carrier bag and open the window yeah. and hang them outside nice. the window you and know, then close the window. You know what they call that? Nature's fridge. Nature's fridge. Nature's exactly fridge. Exactly what it is. So I thought, this is fine. So I had a little walk around and I thought I'll go to the nearest convenience store and opposite the hotel there was a, what looked like a standard convenience store to my eyes. Once I walked in there and started having a look about, it was anything but normal. Did you feel as though you'd, you'd, you'd entered a parallel universe? It was like I'd gone in Twilight Zone. Not here. Nothing made sense to me. <laughs> and it was the, the letters on the packaging were not, were not letters that I recognised yeah. some of them were backwards and upside down I think it was Sunderland writing yeah I thought what the fuck's going on here <laughs> the produce in there was insane practically everything was an unidentifiable vacuum packed meat product right um, was it refrigerated or was it a lot cured? of it wasn't a lot of it was cured and it was lying quite dusty oh. and uh I looked, all I wanted was a, a lot, a large, you know, one half litre bottle of mineral water mm-hmm. for the bedroom and uh, the smallest unit of milk I could get. Yeah. This proved very difficult. Right. After further examination of the stuff on offer, I realised it was Polish. Yeah. I got the, they only sell Polish water, right? Right. It's fine. I couldn't work out which ones were sparkling or still, so I took a chance. Mm-hmm. Then I went for the milk. You just try and shake them up and see if any... I did do that. <laughs> I did do that and I still made a mistake. <laughs> still it still turned out to be bubble water, <laughs> which no one wants in the night. It's very sharp on the tongue. It is, yeah. And so then I... Uh, Bring your so Then I had to get this fucking you. Polish milk. Again, I couldn't understand what, what was skin, what was semi-skin, so I, t- I took the colours as my lead because it was green, red and blue. Right. I went for the green. You think these were universal standard colours? Yeah, like with crisps. Yeah. But even, yeah. So I went up to the counter and there's this very intimidating woman uh-huh. and she is probably, I would say in her 50s, she may have been a widow, I'm not sure though because there was a man lurking out the back of the shop who seemed to be her puppet master. He might have been a suitor. I don't Do know. I mean? If he she was definitely... a widow he could have been caught in her. She was very intimidating, she was a battle axe. She had no eyelashes like they'd been burnt off in an a-, a cooking accident. Mm-hmm but she had very heavy black eyeliner drawn around the rims of her eyes and she had bright red curly hair and she stood at the other end of the counter doing something, I'm not sure, some admin and I stood with my water and milk at the till and I did the, I cleared my throat like fucking Hugh Grant, <coughs> I said, no response. <laughs> In the end I went, uh, excuse, Good day. Ex- excuse me, she looked up, glanced yeah. at me <coughs> with, with contempt 
Yeah. Right, and then she just went back to her admin without saying anything. Right. I was the only cunt in the shop, Andy. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Now, well, I could have I walked, but I didn't know. I'd, I'd identified an M&S earlier, but mm-hmm. there was no... It was too far at this stage. So, I should have... Fuck it, I went into that m Well, life's about experiences, isn't it? You've got to just grasp the nettle and just go, I'm going to go with this and see what happens. She, I probably won't die, so what's the worst that can happen? She came down eventually, like, really looking fucked off that she had to. And I said, I would like to buy this and she cut me off without looking at me if I said shit you're not buy that with card because I have my card in my hand mm-hmm. and I watched she went read the sign pointed to the sign and said no purchases under five pounds so I said how much is this she said two pound I said right I'll just spend the other three large in it London yeah. is in town yeah, so exactly, no yeah. problem to me yeah. I'll just buy three quids over f- stuff. Fill a bag up with stuff. Yeah, three quids over stuff. Pound, yeah. Whatever you're trying to shift, I don't give a fuck. I'm only <laughs> going to chuck it in the bin outside anyway. I went off to try and spend this three pound. It was so fucking difficult because I don't eat meat and I don't drink beer. I don't drink alcohol. And that, those were the main products I had. They had oh, they sold booze in there, didn't loads they? Loads of vodka and Polish beer. Right. Oh, and tisky. And. Uh, I couldn't, I could. I just fucking walked around the shop for ages. In the end, I bought a packet of coffee. I don't know why. And two, <laughs> and, and two Kinder Buenos. Was it, a, was it a packet of panic coffee? It was panic coffee. I've still got it in my rucksack. I showed it to you earlier. <laughs> I feel like I can't throw it away. I got two Kinder Buenos. you keep it as a souvenir of this tour. Yeah. I got two Kinder Buenos, which I promised myself were for the kids, but I ended up scoffing one in Manchester last night. And, uh, and then I got out of there. But then I spoke to your mate Dave at the venue and I said, oh, I told him a bit of the story when I went up there to that shop. I thought it was a normal shop. It turned out it was Polish. He knew all about it. Yeah. And he like, oh, you didn't go in there, did you? I said, yeah. I said, I, I took a gamble and bought some of their milk. And he went, oh, you don't want that milk. That's fucking Polish milk. That's from horses. <laughs> <laughs> and he also that. told me that the water was from horses as well. Horse he said water. it was horse water. Is that piss then? I don't know. I don't know how they extract water from a horse. Horse piss. Five through the penis or who knows. <laughs> Purified horse piss. But the, the Cheap, milk, the, the milk was all right. I, I have a very small drop of milk in my tea anyway. So I gambled on it the next morning. The water was fizzy, so that didn't go down well. But that really is my main, the main thing that happened to me well, in Sunderland. On the whole, your Sunderland experience was substandard. Inadequate. It was a little bit. Yeah, yeah sorry it was a that. little bit. And we got our fucking clipboards nicked. By ghosts. By ghosts, yeah. Because they turned up the next morning. Weird. After I made an accusation of theft on Twitter. Well, I know what happened there because Frankie was in. Was sort Th- think about the slander laws at this point before you go any further. Well, Frankie listens to the podcast, so I'll say now and he can get back to me. I reckon what happened was Frankie nicked the clipboards. Right? As, a, as a fan of the podcast. I could see. Souvenir. I think, it, not just podcast, I think. He needed for some of his own operations. Yeah. He needed some clipboards. It's just one of the clipboards. The moment the I, they were brand, they were box fresh from Ryman in Sunderland. When I walked in, I could see him. He eyed them immediately. They weren't Poundland clipboards. No, were they? I could see that he was. I see that he coveted them. Yeah. Right. Was his eyes gleaming? They gleamed. Something lit up in him. Yeah. He felt something that he hadn't felt for years. That came alive. Yeah, he really came alive. In the station sense. So when they disappeared, I thought, Frankie's had those. And then when you started publicising it on social media, yeah. that some clipboards had gone missing, 
by that said, you and I concluded it must have been ghosts who'd taken them because yeah. it was the only. Suffice to say, we won't go into it, but we'd done a lot of investigation. We realised that we'd been the victim yet again of ghost theft. But then. Yet again. Then the fucking clipboard stand up again. And I think it, was, it wasn't the ghosts, it was Frankie. And once Frankie saw that you, you were on to him, yeah. he ran back to the venue and placed them back on the table. Exactly and said, oh, I found them. Yeah. And I had to go all the way down, get the keys off Dave and go in and get the clipboards. Was, da- in was Dave Frankie's awake? Dives. Dave was late for the appointed key handover. <laughs> Even though I had, I had a train to catch, a personalised train to catch to yeah. get to Manchester. But, I mean, basically, this, the moral of the story is don't do a gig at Pop Rex in Sunderland. I was very unimpressed because, um, by Sunderland's train station. Oh, I mean, you were, weren't you? It's four platforms. Hell. It says four platforms, there's two lines. Sunderland is one of the most famous cities in the country. Everyone's fucking heard of Sunderland. It's got a cathedral, it's a big city. And uh, this is not criticism of anyone other than our governments, successive governments of both parties. They've all neglected Sunderland's I was like, oh, I'll get there early. I'll have a breakfast, probably in a Pret-a-Manger or maybe a Leon's, yeah. right? Yeah. I'll go and get my medicine from fucking Boots yeah. and I'll go into WH Smith's, maybe buy a copy of The Economist, right? Yeah. I went into this station and there is nothing. I don't even think there's a fucking vending machine. There is on street level. Unbelievably poor. Unbelievable. We'll just pause there. That's a little bit of atmosphere there. Yeah. That's the governor of this club, the Stand Comedy yeah. Club. In so John Stand there. came in there he just and walked in ironically and gave us a seat. Gave us a chair, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're in now. This, this is going to be the biggest show that we've done on the tour so far. We've been doing two shows a night so far to smallish audiences. And tonight we're looking at about 200 punters. 200 Glaswegians are outside um, our dressing room door right now. And we're going on in about 15 minutes. So How do you feel? I'm all right. I've had a drink. You know, we've kind of learned the script over the last couple of days a bit. We know what we're doing. Very intimate this gig tonight, isn't it? Like the previous nights, we were set back quite well from yeah, the crowd. Yeah, it's cabaret the style, and there's but a couple of VIP tables which are at kind of touch cock sucking level. They could easily say? touch our penises. Yeah, and I the bet. stage itself is shaped like a penis. You're hoping that there's some widows out there. You've got really, high hopes. It's Sunday, Sunday's widows, widows day, day in most out, venues. Usually, yeah. so um, fingers crossed for so that. So hopefully, you'll get Don't your penis touched. Uh, I feel I tell you what I feel like because it's one of those sorts of there's candles on the table and your stage kind of goes out and you walk amongst the fans I feel like Tallulah out of Bugsy Malone right are you going to be singing that song I might sing I might close tonight I might surprise you and sing my name is Tallulah yeah okay well we'll see we'll, we'll probably try and do another one of these tomorrow at, on the road diary yeah and um, we'll let you know if Sam did or did not sing my name is Tallulah mm. for the people of Glasgow yeah tune in and find out until then keep it cunty TTFN dickheads <laughs> <laughs>